Welcome to the Parenting for the Audience of One podcast. My name is Moro Lake, your host on this show. Today, I'm delighted to let you know that I'm going to be chatting with a very good friend that I met virtually. <laughs> we haven't really met physically, but we've been communicating virtually. Thank God for a virtual world. She's going to be sharing her journey of being a mom to a child with additional needs as a Nigerian in the UK. What challenges has she faced? How is she navigating this journey? What resources has she used to be able to help her thrive? I am so sure you're going to have a great time listening to this episode. So make sure you listen to the end and share with your friends that would find this useful. See you on the other side. So I'm so delighted to welcome you, Dr. Williams. Welcome, 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 welcome on board. Thank you. Thank you, Marlaka. Thank you. It's good to be here. Um, Thank God for what you're doing. So I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Great, great, great. I'm also delighted to to have you on board. Before we start the serious conversation, you have given me a name, a worry name. Please tell my people. What is oh, that worry God. name you gave me? Please, they need to know that I'm a correct, proper Nigerian. You are not from... serious. I've even forgotten what that name is again. What did I give you? You gave me one very fantastic name. You know? Did I tell you the name, the meaning of the name? I can't even remember anymore. <laughs> you know, but you know, just just to tell you how beautiful our cultures our different cultures although we're different we're one and the same no don't worry it's okay you can give me a, give me another name i'll take it again give, give me another name give I me another think, name i need to think uh, yes yes um, ah is that what i said i think i told i said mm-hmm. get now. <laughs> it means the goodness of god is in my life so amen, um, amen. yes yeah, so god's goodness amen. is in your life <laughs> So, so going forward, in addition to my name, you call me Thank you so much. You know, beautiful, 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 beautiful. All right, Dr. Williams. We want to know you. We want to get to meet you. So let's 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 introduce yourself to us. Uh okay. This is one of the most challenging ones because it's like, where do we start from? But um my name is Ushewaini Eriko Bigoye. I know that's a very mouthful. So I am Dr. Williams used to be Williams used to be a nickname my uncle gave me. So Wayami is always transformed, and then somehow we got Williams. So when I was trying to do a lot online, I was like, "What name should I give myself, Dr. Williams?" And that was how it has stayed for almost five years and coming right now. Mm. So I'm a child of God. That's the first thing, daughter of God. Um, and then I, um. What else do I do? I'm a doctor. I'm a pediatrician. Um, I enjoy working with young people, and I just love sharing about life. I'm very big on human capacity, so I try to pour out my gift as much as I can. Uh, I'm a mother, and what else? I, I'm just living my life yeah, 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 as I'm going. <laughs> Beautiful. N- nice to meet you. I-, I deliberately asked you to share, because like I shared with you at the beginning of this, you know, before we started recording, that there's power in sharing our stories, right? Yes. And if there's a mom out there, there's a woman out there, and you're thinking, oh, I want to become a doctor one day. You know, I want to be, that name should be attached to my name someday. It's it's a good aspiration. You can do it. There's a woman right here. She's thriving in the UK. And, you know, 
she's called Dr. Williams, not just <laughs> um, um, for the fun of it, but because she's actually done the work to do what, to earn it, right? So it's it's really possible. So thank you so much for the amazing work we, you do with young people. I know you've got a journal, you've got books, you've got resources. She does so much. She just she has just summarized it in, in a nutshell. <laughs> if we're going, going to go into her biography, it's going to take uh, a whole day. <laughs> let's not start. <laughs> All right. Now, you're a Nigerian, you're, you're a doctor, um, you know, you're in the UK. How did you get to the UK? Because I know that you've shared before with me how you've been to Ukraine, you speak a bit of Russian, right? You, yes. yes. So I think a bit of Chinese, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I just, let's leave it at Russian. I've not, I've not crossed to Asia, so that's that, right. But you, you know, you've stayed in Ukraine before. How did you yes. get to the UK? I mean, your journey, can you just share a bit of that journey to the UK from Nigeria okay. and all of that? So I left, okay, so um, um, I left home at 16. I got um, admission to study medicine, general medicine in Ukraine. So I left home um, 2006 um, and then went to study medicine in one of the, it's now, it's gone down really. It's one of the cities now that are, are in like a big mess, Nipopetrovsk, it's very mouthful. So I studied there for six years and came back to Nigeria very briefly, just like, okay, what should I do next? Where do I do my specialization? And everything pointed back, go back to Ukraine. So I didn't return to my city. I went to another city and I studied, or I did my residency in pediatrics. So it's um, an academic pathroads. So because most people are very familiar with, I just go and do medicine practice, but there's an academic side to your practice. So I did pediatrics and it was during that time the whole Ukrainian um, revolution was brewing. So I finished it and then I had a master's with it because I did research. So when you see my degree, you would see master's with specialization in pediatrics. Then came back to Nigeria and we're like, okay, let me see how can I practice. And Nigeria's the council then was like, we don't really know what to do with someone who comes with academic residency was an academic kind of pediatrician blah 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 so having there's a lack of mental but my parents tried to ask a few questions and one of the suggestions can you swap careers like navigate maybe do offshore doctor as per you know now because of the Nigeria data <laughs> the nearest job we can do is maybe as a doctor work offshore so um I, I think first came already I've been coming to the UK to spend holidays since 2005 and um so UK was very familiar with me in the context of holiday but not schooling so I came and I came to do schooling I came to do another master's that's like I joined that mm. how many years I've done I did a master's mm. and um, my master's was in occupational safety health and well-being and somehow I navigated through looking at environment and public health. So all in my head, I come from a place where there's oil exploration, there's mm -hmm. oil spills, there's mm -hmm. air pollution. So that made a lot of mm -hmm. sense. So I was like, okay. Um, and I had this deal to go back home because I don't, I've lived so many years in Europe. I have this deal mm -hmm. to go back home. Like, I beg, let me just go home and go and practice. And my parents always preached um, patriotism. You have to be patriotic to your country, especially my mom. 
Um, my dad scored in India, so he's well-traveled, traveled around the world. Mm. You know, someone who goes to Dubai when it was a desert and now it's <laughs> now he's telling me I've been to Dubai. So um, when finished in 2015, I already met my husband, then got married, finished, and then came back to Nigeria. Took a while to get um, residency, then took a while to get a permit to license to practice in Nigeria. So in the waiting period, um, we started looking out for things to do. How do you get yourself with the wage? You can't just be waiting, sitting on a tone. There's no job. Mm-hmm. And then we got to do, we started doing work with girls in our community because we saw a mm. lot of teenage pregnancy. I started putting mm. two and two together. And myself and my husband started doing that every weekend. So our weekend, mm. if you invite us for a party, we tell you that will come like 12 <laughs> or 1 o'clock because in the morning we have to talk to the girls to encourage them. And Buari just entered. So, you know, when Elder is sitting down, eh? even you that is small picking, you climb top of three. Elder, you don't saw Elder sing. The elders now said, You too, you have to leave this country because mm. the way it's going is very hard. Mm. It's going to be worse than it is. We've been in mm. the previous regime of the president. And mm. um, somehow, somehow, we found ourselves coming back, and I was doing a PhD. So I did a PhD in public health, and that was how I arrived. Now staying longer, so this is the longest I've stayed in the UK, mm. and this is going on the sixth year. So yeah, this amazing, is... <laughs> amazing, amazing. And you know, what 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 stayed with me as you shared your journey is that God is the God of our journey. Yeah. God is the God is in the journey. Is not in the destination but he's also in the journey, navigating. I would not have met you. I've not met you physically. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, but I'm sure that in that journey, your you know, the process of meeting you has been made possible because God is in our journey. And I know that a lot of a, a lot of us, you know, abroad when we move, it can take a while to find that thing that you want to do where you fit mm. in, you know, yes. uh, and this is just to encourage anyone listening that, you know, sometimes our journeys are not straightforward. In fact, if you look through the Bible, nobody's journey was straightforward. Oh, just, you know, even, even Jesus, you know, as a baby in his mother's womb, they had to, he had to hop and just mm-hmm. elope just one day. So if you've had that kind of experience and you're wondering, and, you know, it feels like, where will I, where will you ever end? We encourage you today that God is the God of the journey. And even yes. though your journey might not look straightforward, it look like, uh, you know, you, you, you have everything figured out. Be rest assured that God is the God. He's the God of the, he's the God of the journey. Let's, let's quickly skip to um, being a black mom in the UK. And not just a black mom, but the mom of a of 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 a child who needs more support, who mm. has additional needs, who has you know that's how I like to describe it. Who has additional needs? How 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 has the journey been? What what's it been like for you? Okay, so um, <laughs> that's a very interesting question. The journey has been like ups and downs, but like you say, God is in the journey. God is the one who creates this journey. So as much as we like to say we have um, a plan, God decides how the plan looks like. Or, you know, the Bible says 
man proposes, God disposes. That's the version we grew up with. But when you break it down into different versions, God is the one that implements anything. So I actually gave birth to my son in Nigeria. I moved with my son when, when I was, when we were all transiting, like coming to do a PhD. So we got here when my son was five months old. Mm. So imagine you carrying a baby, you're still breastfeeding and you brought him. Mm. The journey has been very interesting because earlier I told you that I'm a pediatrician. So that means I'm conversant with babies, I'm conversant with everything. Mm. But as time goes on, your child is one, two, three. It's not meeting those milestones you know about. So you mm. now feel like, am I proper, am I a proper pediatrician? Abi, is there something wrong with me? Mm. Or what's wrong? And you start hearing lots like comments is he not talking is he not doing this what is he doing mm. and you don't know where to go you don't know what to do so one mm. of the trips i went for field work in nigeria i decided to see a pediatrician so mm. they know i'm a pediatrician so it's like seeking a second eye so it doesn't look like you're clouded by your own judgment mm -hmm. so I, I met i did one in lagos and one in worry mm. The one in Lagos has no idea who I am. The one in Wari knows me, but it's been long he saw me. So when I did, he says, okay, wait a minute. I think your child, from what I've examined, he might be showing signs. But Nigeria is not well equipped. Because you're in the UK, I think when you go back, you should talk to the community nurse or the school. Luckily, he was already starting nursery, like the 15 hours we have. And that was where our journey started. So it's mm. been like... And then we started right before COVID hit. Mm. So it's been <laughs> so it's been high and low for us, but it's been amazing because again, God is the one who decided that this whole thing should be like this. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. And I, I hear you when you when you when you say that, you know, um you know, seeking you're a doctor. And then your child is not meeting those milestones that doctors tell you that your child should meet those milestones, right? Yes. I, I want you to shed more light on that because, you know, we're used to as parents, well, I, I, I'm guilty of it. The moment all through till my son was, I was always checking. My son didn't, um, he didn't crawl. So I started worrying. Oh, don't you want to walk? <laughs> you know, suddenly before I could say, Jack, you pulled the door open. Right. Forgetting that children are not, they're not robots. They have their own. Yes, they should meet certain milestones, but some of them will meet it faster. Some will meet it slower. How do you yes. navigate that? Okay. So, you know, because the way they taught us, you work a lot with babies. You you are the one who, after they catch the baby, the way they say it, after the woman push baby, they cause placenta. You are the, it's your pediatrician that has the work till the child is 18. Mm. Or sometimes say the child is 25. So you know all the things when a child is supposed his head is supposed to straighten, his head is supposed to do this. So me when me, I know all those things. And then my child is going jete, jete, going small, 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 small. We've crossed some of those things. You're very curious. Now, the challenge is the world is now very informative. The world mm. has a lot of information. There's Instagram, there's YouTube. Anybody, whether professional or unprofessional, he has the person has an app, it will make money from it. The person, the person can just come, tune in, and plug a video and start discussing. So there's a lot of information. And for me, I wasn't looking at those information. I was looking at my medical side of things. This child has not done this. This child has not done that. It was mm. scary. Mm. 
Mm. And then mm. when one of the doctors highlighted, when your child goes in circles, because my, go- my mm. son can go around in circles for hours mm. and then he can play with just one object mm. or his toys. He had a particular special interest. Mm. There's like, I think somebody came after two years, stayed with us and came after two years just recently and said, he's most still playing with trains. I'm like, I don't understand. Mm. <laughs> so for me, I was curious, but not from a mother who does not have knowledge, but from someone who is a pediatrician. And you're mm. like, ah, ah, of all the people, the things you happen to is mm. me. So what are you now explaining? How did you not know the size? You didn't know where did you eat wrong or where did you eat right? or where, What did mm. you do? What mm. happened? Mm. So that was the fear. And then again, you are an African. Mm. So that's a double thing. Mm. You are an African. Mm. So, and I schooled abroad. So I would look at it as no matter. But um, what you do for Niger, you born Niger Piki. You are a Nigerian. <laughs> Have you casted a bad before? Mm. Have they accused you? Have mm. they said things like that to you? You know, stuff like that. People looked at you wrongly. So that's how I navigated milestones and like, oh my dear God, this child is not doing that. So what do I do? Because I'm in a place where I don't even know. When they taught us in medical school, you also have to branch out to specifically be a niche in that. Mm. So general pediatrics is not going to suffice mm. for how to take care of a, a child with additional needs. You need to understand what is going on. And in the world, it is just recently that we are understanding that it is not a diagnosis. Mm. But as of two, three years ago, we're still saying it's a diagnosis. Many mm. of us still thought it was a diagnosis. Mm. It's not the end of the world. That's what you no. the way we say it's not, it's, not, it's not the end <laughs> of the world. And you know, it's interesting how God, God, you know, in those places where you think you know everything, God just <laughs> life happens in those areas that you feel like yes. I'm I'm the pro. <laughs> I this is my this is my space. Like, yes. you know, how do you explain? Um, how do you explain the father of many nations not having children? Exactly. That's exactly a very good one. That's exactly how I felt. How do you explain the savior of the world being born in in a manger? And I think that that is sometimes the ways of, that's the way God works sometimes, you know, just so that we can rely on him and, you know, Mm -hmm. depend depend on him i want you to talk about the part where you said what did i do wrong you know as a mom that's the immediate thing that comes to mind what did i do wrong what did i yes now you know what did you you, what did you cause Hmm. what did you cause who did you we wish elder have you insulted when Hmm. did did somebody charm you where did you enter Hmm. who touched your you know i'm coming from the african african perspective yes who touched your belly Mm. Who did you mistakenly see? Who did you offend? Well, mm. You know, Yoba Satan share. What did who did you who did you wrong? Where mm. did you go? So, for me, I was like, well, you pediatrician. No one means to be a pediatrician. You know, Nigerians like titles. So when you yes. say, "I am doctor," doctor, pediatrician, you now come and go. I say that your 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 child kidney, your child's wanting happen to your child. There was that mm. fear. There was that guilt. When you can maybe you didn't pay attention more. You did not do all the things right. When the child was supposed to be learning how to sit, you were, maybe mm. you had to focus on your PhD because I was mm. also doing my PhD. Mm. Okay, okay. Maybe when we are not doing so well, so okay, what exactly happened? So those guilds, they were there. As per, I 
father of many nations. You, you are treating people, you are ticking. And the funny thing is that I know those milestones. Mm. I know them like my back and forth. So mm. where did you fail in mm. not matching those milestones? That mm. was how I felt. Oh, so I was like, God, why? why? Because when I was pregnant, if you know, because I because of the way I grew up, at five, I was independent, sort of mm. already. So I was like, I'm oh, by five. See me having conversation with my five-year-old. Mm. See me having conversation with my son. My son will be six in April. I'll be having proper conversation with him. Yeah, mm. a few bits and bubble, at least will be. But God is not like, no, that's not it. So your child will understand you. Mm. So that hurt, that mm. pain, you mm. carry it along with you. That guilt, people look at you what did you do hmm. you know so yeah and then you know the the, 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 the being be, not even being in your comfort zone you know you, you were telling me that you don't even know what to do because you're not in nigeria you're not in your zone where you could go to this person and that person and that medical you know where you just know your way around things and i can i can connect with that because i'm in germany mm-hmm. and many times when things happen initially when you know my son is sick the first thing you know as a Nigerian you know you just want to go to the med to the um um pharmacy pick a few things you know or just call your friend how my friend you know unfortunately there's nobody to call there's nowhere to go to and then when you eventually go to the hospital you know while there are of course some doctors speak English most of the Mm. time the initial the initial conversation is in in their language and you're looking lost (laughs) you know and so i'm imagining that you've been in the uk trying to navigate although you know english is is the primary means of conversation means of um, communication i'm thinking you know where do you actually go to what you know those how did you how did you eventually know what to do and you just share a bit about that so as much as I like that this conversation is going. A lot of us want to jaqua. A lot of mm. us want to go away. A lot of us, and I, a lot of us want to say the mentality. A lot of us think that I'm more. You know, when I come abroad, everything is set. Everything, it's like heaven. Ah, everything happy heaven. But whoever listens to this in the next maybe two or three years, I don't know how the nations are going to look like prophetically. But abroad is not the way you think about it. Mm. It's not heaven. It's it's not heaven. It it has basic things that we Nigerians are struggling with. We thank God that we get it. But now, how did I navigate? If I ring doctor here, GP, that's general practitioner, the first doctor at my point of duty, the first one at the primary distance, he will tell me that you are not sick. You book an appointment for two weeks. So you do not also have access to the doctor. It's not like Nigeria, if this doctor is doing any hour, I go to the next private next doctor because I, I can afford it's your it. money. It's my money. Here is government services. If I call and there's no, he said in two weeks, in three weeks, I will stay there in two to three weeks. Mm. If I go there and it's just assessment, he might throw me off. So what did I do? Luckily at the time, because everything is timing, at the time I was coming back, the when we came back from that field trip, because I traveled with yeah. him into my field trip, I had the opportunity. We have um, visitors, and when they come, they assess, they do all those things. So in, in the school, when I was enrolling him for his first entry into school at age three or so, I then said, this is what I have noticed, and this is what I was told in Nigeria. So they picked it up and said, we would have the health nurse come to you so that was pre 
COVID, just some mm. months before COVID lockdown. And when mm. she came, she came to the house, she spoke, she talked, she asked a lot of questions. She said, I will take him back. Now, the thing with the UK is once you ring an alarm and they think you're, it's quite serious, sometimes they might listen, sometimes they might not say, you just have to pray that they understand you. Or sometimes they identify themselves and then they come out. For me, they understood it and then they picked it up. So they told, it goes like a triangle. They'll tell your, your school, they'll tell your doctor, and then maybe they'll inform any other services that needs to know. And that was how we started the journey. Hmm. Hmm. So we got that entry first before there was a lockdown. And then we started working our way through during the lockdown. Thank God you got to the point of the lockdown. Yes. 2020. I always <laughs> ask anyone who comes on this show to tell us, how did you survive 2020? Because that was the year we all stopped. The entire human race stopped. stopped. Yes, think... all over the world. How did you cope? You have a diagnosis. You have a child who is not yet, you know, hitting certain milestones, you know. And then there's this fear. There's this, you know, that we don't know much about. How did you manage it? Okay, Mala, there's no diagnosis yet. We are still on the waiting list. The waiting list in the UK oh, wow. takes almost two, three years. Oh, wow. So you are going to be going from one journey, one assessment to the other. So we've gone to the occupational therapist. Wow. We've done interact. We've done what they advised. We've mm -hmm. gone that wise. We've gone, we've seen the community health nurse has come to visit us. We've gone to the, um, they've referred us, they transferred us into clinic. We've gone to the neurodisability. That's what they call them. We've mm -hmm. gone there. We spent one year with them. So COVID, when the COVID was happening, we were going to these places. Now, COVID started in, Gen let's say, December, but we didn't know. UK was still going out and about. Yes. He started school in February. And we started noticing, ha, he's finally engaging. A bit of change from his usual self. He was engaging because he was with people. Boom! They say, don't come to school again. Much. <laughs> so... That mm. boy grabs whatever he could grab in that short two or three weeks when he started and carried it along with him throughout COVID. Mm. So how do you navigate pictures, photos? Mm. So I start mm. reading. Already also, because they knew it's, we can't access, they started giving us information. Information, mm. they, 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 they gave us, they said, okay, the council will get involved. Mm. Okay, how does the council get involved? The council will fund some things for you. Okay, no problem. What do you need? You you parents, you need to attend workshop. We go for a workshop, online mm. workshop. They tell us about um, intensive interaction. Mm. We now start doing that. Mm. We now start doing that. We now start um, doing intensive interaction. Intensive interaction is okay. Go to this occupational. You go like that. You wear mask. You will go. But you're looking at him. How is he going to stop? So it's hard. But you're praying. Mm. Then they open school small. Then he goes. Then you hear him say two, three words. Ah, you're happy. Ah, that's it. <laughs> I totally connect with you. I totally, totally understand you. Like, you know, more than you can, more than you can, more than you can say. And, you know, you hit a point when you were talking and you said that, um, you when 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 a child when he says a word or two, you're excited again, you know, and then you're like, ah, wait, can you can you increase it? <laughs> can you can you can you 
you know, and 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 I just imagine how you survived, you know, the COVID, going for appointments, all of that pressure, managing, you know. But one thing you said that has stayed with me. If you're abroad and you're listening to this, there's information that you have access to information and resources. You just need to find the right people in your community, in your child's school. See your pediatrician. If you notice things that your child is not yet hitting certain things, it's not a diagnosis. I mean, it's not the end of the world, right? You need information, you need intervention as early as possible. Thank you so much. You got to the end. Really glad you were able to make it to the end. And yes, you guessed right. There is a part two. So all you need to do is click the next button and listen to the concluding part of this conversation. I'm so sure it will be a blessing to you. Don't forget to share with friends and family that will need this. Follow us on social media and spread the word if it has blessed you. Bye.